This is the Red on Red podcast on redfm.ie. This week on the podcast, we're talking with indie electronic trio Happy Alone about their whirlwind debut year.
Psychedelia and Shoegaze with The Altered Hours and Dig Early and local post-metalcore boys Selkies with Clubbing Baby Seals. This is Red on Red, Cork's new music podcast dropping every Wednesday via redfm.ie as well as iTunes, Google Podcasts and other podcasting platforms. My name is Mike McGrath-Brien and for the next hour or so we're going to be chatting in studio with the boys from one of Cork's brightest musical lights at present indie electronica trio Happy Alone fresh off their conquest of the festival circuit and heading right into their new season of singles. How are we boys? Absolutely, yeah. Grant. Season four of singles and accompanying content now, as you're titling it. How have you found how it's been received so far? Pretty good, yeah. Not as well as we hoped. But uh, we're kind of... Um, uh, we've got a lot of other things that we're working on too, so... Um, but yeah, relatively good. New single Haunted released there last week. Slee, how have you found the reception to it so far? A lot of people, A lot of places getting behind it. Ah, uh, yeah, there's a, good, there's a good enough response to it, yeah. Everyone I've talked to about it seems to think that it's good anyway, so we're fairly happy with that. You've been a fairly high-profile proposition in Cork music over the past year or so, and beyond. You've started to extend your range into the festivals and so forth, and we'll talk about that in a wee while. You emerged as if from nowhere less than a year ago, and you've already done so much that maybe it's apropos to talk a little bit about what happened before you came together. What were your kind of earliest incidences with music as an art form? Uh, well, I was in... Uh, a few bands as in Blaming Hannah uh, Joyride was a brief period and uh, we had a two about a week or two weeks span of a band called Foxcatcher I've just been doing music for the last like six seven years straight so yurt and in terms of pursuing Happy Alone that kind of Indietronica for lack of a better term to put to us the direction that they've pursued kind of what inspired you to kind of head in that direction away from the kind of the shoegaziness of Blaming Hannah and the more accessible aspects of other bands that you were playing with? Um, well, first of all, it's genre-fluid alt-pop is the correct term of the genre. Genre-fluid alt-pop. Yeah. My and, apologies. Um, no problem. What made it... Just, just good music so want people to have a good time. Like, I just want to be one of the best bands in the world and that's... I don't know. That's what we're going for. I've been in and out of bands since I was maybe 14 or 15 just, but it was rubbish out covers and that, like, waste of time, really. It's all and, character um, building. Ah, I suppose you could call it. <coughs> you could call it that. I call it soul destroying, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> um, so when Happy Alone came along, I was delighted. It was actually something to put my kind of original. Like in terms of getting kicked off, obviously everybody has the really derivative influences that eventually start to get more eclectic as you start listening deeper and start exploring music. Kind of what were the touchstones for you sonically heading into Happy Alone? Well, you know, I was listening to a lot of The Police, I suppose, and <laughs> this is Andy Summers, the guitarist, and he'd play a lot of nine chord, add nine chords, so I started playing them on the bass rather than playing them on the guitar, and I do use a lot of add nine chords in my bass playing. I was about to ask, how would you like extrapolate The Police from Happy Alone's music? <laughs> no idea. <laughs> I'm Sting. <laughs> <laughs> but um, in terms of everybody getting together, how did the unit of Happy Alone 
happen upon itself. Obviously, there's a commonality of people playing in different bands and wanted to do something different. But how did you settle upon the trio that is now? Yokes. Well, I mean, like, dealing with so many disparate backgrounds and things that you wanted to do, what was the initial process like of coming together and jamming out kind of initial ideas behind your first singles? I think it was uh, in band I was in Joyride, Drummer Left. I was kind of a bit perplexed as to what to do then and I was like, oh look, I've been doing Ableton since for like six years, I may as well try. I didn't really understand how to write songs over like backing tracks. I mean, Stephen were like, I was like, Stephen, don't come to my house, we'll jam, like we'll just, you know, do some breaks and whatever and then kind of happened to be true vocals over and then it popped colours and it was just like... I mean, that's an odd one to kind of come from in that... Colours is kind of weird in that it has that trip hoppy thing happening for it, but then it's got such a country-ish lead. And I'm not the first person to say that. Was it just the result of just kind of having the idea coming into it and building around it's, that? Yeah, it's kind of like, well, it was, uh, we put the put the guitar into Ableton uh, straight through the interface, like, so that's why it has a really kind of weird, crappy tone. There's no actually modelling or amplifying, it's like a straight line in, and like the whole... It's yeah. like... It's kind of country, kind of bluesy, like, and I'd have played a lot of blues kind of guitar when I was trying to learn scales. I don't really know any other scales. But, uh, yeah, so that's kind of just like, whoa. We'll talk a little bit further about your creative process when we come back. But first, Slee, you helped us pick out some tunes. Earlier on, we heard from The Altered Hours and Selkies, but now coming up, we have The Slut Club with Hold Me Only Lonely. Slut Club, I'm good friends with the lads. Max actually produced the track for the lads. Yeah, I'm great friends with them. Love the song. They've got a new single coming out soon, I believe. So yeah, cool. you should keep oh, the ears. Cool. Oh, it is called Cool, actually. Yeah. Sorry, that could be a spoiler alert. Yeah, that could be a spoiler. <laughs> I don't know if I should say that. Rock and roll. <laughs> and Baxter, we have dry roasted peanuts with upstanding. Yeah, they were blaming Hannah and dry roasted peanuts for in a heated rivalry, a rivalry of love. But uh, now I can love them again, and I love the lads. Shout out Mark and Rob. It's all love here on Red on Red. We'll get straight to it. This is the Slut Club with Hold Me Only Lonely. Oh, uh-huh. 
Roasted Peanuts with Upstanding here on Red on Red still joined in studio by Baxter the Robot and Slee two thirds of Happy Alone lads before we hit the jump we were talking a little bit about your early jams and how Colours among other singles released toward the tail end of last year came together 
Colours was a jam track, obviously. Kind of maybe take us into the post-production process of Happy Alone in that once you kind of happened across that early gem, was there any kind of refinement to be done to it before you kind of threw it up or was it a matter of kind of just quick and dirty? Absolutely quick and dirty, a song of all time. Very quick 30 minutes, song took 30 minutes to make. If you, that's mixing and master, it included master it ourselves, threw it on Spotify for the absolute meme, I wasn't going to do anything. Went, uh, Spotify viral number one, I had like Drake, everything, Christmas number one. We're like, all right, yeah, maybe we have something here. We might be onto something there. Might be onto something, yeah, probably the best band in the world. That's a $64 million question. A lot of talk now about the industry transitioning completely to Spotify. And for lads your age, it completely has. You know, even the concept of owning an MP3, etc., it seems kind of quaint at this stage. Maybe talk to us a little bit about how Colors got picked up by Spotify in the first place, how it got charted on the Viral 50, and... So maybe talk to us a little bit about how the single was received. Just kind of what were your thoughts on how the whole thing went down? Well, it was picked up fairly fast. It wasn't really by any of... We weren't in talks with Spotify or anything. Or like, we weren't put into big, any big Spotify play. This was completely by like word of mouth spreading. And we had a few sponsor posts up that we didn't like put too much thought in. And like, colours actually made through psycho acoustic process, which means that every person who listens to it hears a different colour. That we actually <laughs> uh, mapped out... And that was kind of, that helped people started hearing different colours and telling us their colour that they heard, and people still do, which is interesting. Slee, what were your thoughts as to colours getting picked up? It's kind of dealing with the onslaught of media attention that it brought down on you. Oh, it was nuts, like, we didn't expect anything to really come of it at all. The next thing, my, um, I think it was, was it my mam texted me or something saying, check the, the Spotify charts. And we looked at the viral charts and we were, I think we were number 12 or something like that, and we were thinking, Jesus, what, what's going on here, like? And then we kind of made a push, then we got everyone to, to listen to it, share it, show everyone. Eventually got to number one, it was just like, we couldn't believe it, like, it's insane. Because there's not been too many examples of, uh, every band is local somewhere, but a local artist in Cork just going straight from zero and via word of mouth progressing to that point where it's like viral 50 and immediately your name is on a lot of people's lips. We haven't seen an Irish band do it since, to be honest with you. I'm sure it'll happen. I'm sure that that's going to be the thing going forward, Hopefully. especially as like you know listenership fragments and you know people get their music from different sources. That Spotify is going yeah. to be one of the main. Definitely. I think you're going to see that happen in sh- relatively short order. I think, so. uh, I think that's where ye get to be kind of recognised as trailblazers a little bit in terms of that success that ye kind of bring along yourselves. Yeah. The two follow-up singles, then Your Eyes and Body Bags, which low-key got a soft premiere on this podcast as it was starting out uh, when we had Cormac from Cosmonaut Music talking earlier. Was there any thoughts of expectations of following it up? Kind of, what's your mindset after that kind of overnight success taking you over? As to how do you follow it on? Well, we said we put up colours. You're like, ah, when the song hits ten thousand streams, we're going to release our second single, and it hit like thousand streams in like a week or it's like a week and a half or something. So we're like, okay, we actually have to write another song. So then we went and wrote um, your eyes, and uh, we listened to a lot of like. Barnabo or Bonobo, I don't know how you say it, at the time, so that's what it's got, like, loads of ambient uh, kind of textures in the background. But we weren't that happy with, like, the mix and stuff on it, like, but uh, that was good. It's still a really good song, we're very proud of it. Then Body Bags absolutely slap, like, it's like... It does. No one can make... I haven't heard anyone else put 808s that dirty, like, since, so... I mean, it's from some of the show weekly. Everybody that comes through, etc., seems to have it on playlists, etc., when they put it together, and they think of Happy Alone when they think of Cork Music, which is a huge thing to kind of have fostered in such a short space of time. But Body Bags kind of marks a departure for the band away from the two singles in that there's a lot greater scope to it, a lot more room to breathe in the songwriting and just kind of a lot bigger subject matter in terms of taking on, you know, the kind of the downside of modern day party culture. Yeah. Kind of what was the writing process, Dirty 808s aside, uh, (laughs) for putting together a song of that scope? Um, Well... A uh, paperclip came to me with like four chords, and uh, I was just like, "Oh, these are class." You know, put some sweet drums on them, and then I was like, "You know what? I'm just gonna uh, pen down some lyrics." And it had just been uh, the weekend of Rag, where unfortunately a student had died uh, due to uh, a mix a cocktail of drugs. And I've, it was really weird to see that people were still. Uh, taking part in drug culture to such severe things I'm not saying that I don't uh, do it myself like but it was just like kind of startling and I just had the lyrics penned out in like probably five minutes I was like okay we need to think of a melody I was like just play the song 
and then I just did the whole thing in one take. And then we didn't have the big break in it, uh, thing at the end, and then we were just like, all right, this song needs something. And we were just like, all right, so... That was it, like, the rest is history. Procedurally generated songwriting. It is the future. When we come back, we'll be talking a little bit about festival season and your new season of singles. But first, we've got some more tunes to go to. Slee, you've got Glassy Overture with Inner Planet Influence. Ah, uh, Glassy Overture. One of, uh, one of our good mates, uh, Andy Killian. This tune is absolutely phenomenal. Like the drums, everything in it is just absolutely class. I don't know how it's not bigger than it is. And from one robot to another, Baxter... What are your findings on Gadget in the Cloud? Just one of the coolest people in the world and we love our loads and she's an amazing, talented musician. Shout out. We'll go straight into it. So this is Glassy Overture with Inner Planet Influence here on Red on Red.
Gadget in the Cloud with 3,600 seconds here on Red on Red. Still joined in studio by Slee and Baxter of Happy Alone. Before we hit the jump, we were talking a little bit about hitting the Spotify Viral 50 and all of the hype that attended. And off the back of that, you get invited to festivals with the help of Cosmonaut Music, who you've entered a working relationship with. It all kicks off for ye with entering the Play the Picnic contest. Entering the Sandman. Or exiting, as it were. <laughs> and talking about entering the whole play the picnic thing, which comes accompanies with a whole bunch of videos and other bits and pieces that kind of happen online, which is the first time really that's kind of happened in that contest. Usually it's, uh, will you vote for me there? Or text such and such yeah, to yeah. 505. But like, Happy Alone puts a full visual campaign into it yeah. with all manner oh. of really amusing content. Kind of take us into the process of how you put together a visual campaign for 
the play the picnic thing and just kind of where the concepts came from for all those weird videos well we have a very good amazing super duper human being robot person uh, called Organon Grinder on Facebook it's Christopher Ellis who helps us with our videos that we just said we weren't gonna just be like everyone else we were winning like there was no way we weren't gonna win like uh, so we just put this big assault on uh, Facebook just cause like we don't like we're gonna be the biggest band in the world you have to win this competition like you know and indeed all the effort kind of put in results Slee what was it like kind of filming those weird vignettes oh it was hilarious it was probably one of the funniest experiences I've ever had to be honest like I didn't really expect them to come out the way they did like their class kind of the way they came out a bit like the Eric Andre show and Tim and Eric and stuff like that so ah, yeah, it was just such a laugh the Eric Andre show as big as it is it's still such a kind of an underestimated influence on yeah. video production I mean whether it's the lo-fi qualities of it etc or just the bizarre sense of humour that Eric Andre exhibits yeah. Like, yeah that'd be right down our alley of nonsensical bullshit it really is one of the best things about Adult Swim left at a time oh, where there's not really oh, yeah. a whole bunch left about Adult Swim no. to mm. really be into you get to Electric Picnic and it's your first kind of festival season as Happy Alone and you're right in the thick of it you're gigging maybe once or twice a night across the different stages Maybe take us into the process of the lead-up to Electric Picnic and playing on the weekend. We were down... We were in Waterford, weren't we? Yeah. Yeah, we, we didn't have a house. We were, we were actually homeless there for a while. Yeah. Fun fact. And uh, We were down in Waterford in Paddy's house. His parents were so lovely as to let us stay and make, make loads of noise in their garage, which was great. I mean, how do, number one, how do you manage like relocating to Waterford kind of adjusting to kind of living there for a period of time and like just getting the head straight after uh, that happens it was hard like like n- no two ways about it like still not straight to be honest no. like, like I still don't actually have a permanent living space I'm floating around yeah we're kind of all so, floating that's why yeah, location bit of floating, on like. Facebook or Twitter says floating because we don't really permanently reside anywhere but like just we're just up away in the stars like I don't need a house all I need is a laptop and some 808 you're good to go how do you feel about the budget then rolling out this weekend the kind of not fucking spent <laughs> rollies, 1850 lads. on a fucking pouch of rollies fuck fuck and triple fuck Leo Fragger. just kind of with all of that happening around you getting everything together for the picnic what was the process like and ultimately what was the payoff just practice 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 you did a monumental practice, amount practice, of practicing practice 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 and then when we arrived it was just obs- insane we were treated like like somebody's which was quite odd because we didn't expect that we were in the main arena free drinks free everything free whatever we, we had steak and chips at a festival steak like and chips there sitting, <laughs> there, sitting <laughs> eating steak and chips <laughs> that's the life King is, outside yeah. there King Cruz outside smoking a joint we are just in eating steak and chips it's like heaven and then we were just absolutely hammered for three days straight playing like all the practice really paid off because it was just muscle memory we were like rode off for three days but it was so worth it it was some crack it was actually the best thing ever you done fairly well locally over the course of the prior months but what was it like kind of taking the tunes to a wider audience and how did you find the reception especially in that main arena it was a bit mad like we had a lot more people than we expected we expected to look out like three people and there was like a few hundred there we were just like it was mad we had a stage bigger than I don't know what like, but it just felt so comfortable. Like, and I think we're kind of built for big stages, and our sound resonates a lot better off. I think you're built for jumping off them as well. Yeah, oh yeah, we got <laughs> reported in our first gig, Electric Picnic, because I took a leap off the monitor over the barrier into the crowd and just collapsed really. And now it kicks him in the head. And we Shout got out Evan Miles. Shout out Evan Miles. We got yeah reported first ever gig, Electric Picnic got reported, but like you know, it's worth it because it was just hilarious. You've always been ambitious when it comes to what you want. You openly talk about wanting to be the best band in the world. Oh, we will be. And we you will. can't... There's no doubt. You can't set that target without saying so. It's just... Yeah, we it's, work, it's there. Well, we work harder than any other band. And, like, I would absolutely challenge anyone to put... To anyone who does music to see the amount of where we barely sleep. We barely eat because this is our life and this is our passion. And we, we ask anyone to challenge us and... Try work as hard as we do because you will you will break and you will cripple. Like we we are workhorses and we are going to the top. We are going to headline Glastonbury and win Grammys.
and do everything. This is our life. This is all we here for like. So Electric Picnic is really kind of a first taste of that spotlight yeah. for you as opposed yeah. to anything else. And it felt yeah. so comfortable. It felt like where we where we deserve to be. Well, if you feel comfortable, then you have to roll with it, really, don't you? Yeah. For the next round of big bookings, you've headed into a new season of content, which you're referring to as season four. New singles, including uh, Haunted. Sorry. Where's the idea coming from for releasing kind of tranches of songs as seasons rather than, say, you know, a traditional EP or a traditional album? I think singles have received better. Like, um, now, like, if we were to release an album now, I think it'd be pointless. Like, no one's going to listen to a whole Happy Alone album. Like, I don't think anyway. Just to the way content is consumed now, it's just hidden singles, like, even EPs, it's just like everything's so fast. You can see in an old season four, it actually started off as an in joke. There is no season one, two, and three. Welcome to season four. Yeah. This is the start. I was about like, to ask where the first three seasons came from. First three seasons were. Pilots. Pilots, yeah. They never got Never got aired. But, um, yeah. It's just, we, like, we're going to release an album and we have enough people to make it go number one globally. That's it. We're not releasing an album and until we get Burial to produce it. He only unmasked there last year, didn't he? Yeah. How's anyone going to recognise Burial to get him to produce in the first place? Well, he'll come to us, like, hopefully. You've been back at the grind again, uh, gigging ferociously uh, around Cork for the last couple of weeks. Um, to kind of, sorry. You've been back at the grindstone again recently, gigging ferociously in Cork over the last couple of weeks, supporting the Galaxy and just kind of building momentum again off of the release of Haunted. What have your thoughts been about gigging in Cork again, kind of coming back off the festival circuit and continuing to build the momentum? Kind of again, we're just we're together so little time. It's like practice, practice, practice. We haven't played enough gigs to, you know, we want to be ready next year at festivals. We want to be on bigger, better stages. We want to be ready. So we're kind of just it's our little playing field. We're just learning. When we come back, we'll talk about the immediate future for Happy Alone. But first, we've got a pair of tunes here. You got Blaming Hannah with I'm Alive. Baxter, you claimed to have. Uh, involvement with this unit at some stage. Well, I did. Uh, I was the lead singer of the rock and roll band Blaming Anna, and you know that good old uh, rock and roll never dies, eh? Well, then talk about the creative process behind it. Invoice me for the microphone. The creative process of Blaming Anna was uh, a load of uh, fizzy bum drops and Fanta. Sorry, I can't remember what I was going to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> and you got pretty happy with the lover. Pretty happy alone, am I right? Yeah. Pretty happy, God alone. We up cock. Actually, fuck, we've got to put in God alone. Fucking put some God alone in there. <laughs> you choose the playlist, lad. Yeah, fuck, we forgot. forgot like. <laughs> yeah. right. Sound boys, all the same. Anyways, respect. We'll go, shout out. We'll go straight to it. So this is blaming Hannah. Well, I'm alive here <laughs> on Red on Red. Yep. Shove my head right in the oven oh, I'm alive Cause I dream of the day When I know I'm gonna die I get a little pain Cause I like the way it tastes And I wanna feel whole My brain singles When I sit at home For far too long I can't get out of this cage With my skull oh, I'm ready to improve Oh, I'm ready Attack, attack the gentle ones But they will cause you no harm But too much pressure causes heat And other bodily harms The ugly duckling shoots up a school Don't be alarmed, it was your fault, you fucking fool I'm alive, cause I dream of the day Where I know I'm gonna die I get a little pain, cause I like the way it tastes And I wanna feel whole 
about the other man Oh, can he throw as far as I can? Have some drink before your food Oh, something nice to get you in the mood Just like you To make me act the fool Cork Indie Trio, pretty happy with the lover here on Red on Red. Just before we wrap up for this episode, Baxter, Sleeve, <laughs> was that you loading your uh, upcoming gig plugs? It is. <laughs> cool. Good. Okay, Baxter, announce Happy Alone upcoming dates. 25th of October, supporting Mick Pyro's side project band Panic Attacks and Marines, who I'm not sure who they are. Uh, Mick Pyro of Republic of Loose. Yeah, that's it for Cork. Gonna go on it. We're going international up to Dublin, Limerick as well a few times. But we won't talk about them now because they're they're. Uh, well, you're doing DIE and DIE are kind of friends of this show, etc. Yeah, absolutely. I'd say a few heads might die there that night. Right. Uh, but uh, <laughs> you're playing Dolan. Have you played Dolan's before? Actually, are we playing Dolan? Oh Have yeah, 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 yeah. I've played. I played Dolan's. Played with Hannah, and I think I've been to Limerick once. Some gaff. Dolan's is a popping. Limerick is in some state at the minute. Just like it's just so uh, much, so much good stuff happening. So oh, Pharmacia, yeah. Dolan's, uh, post punch, po- post uh, punk prescription, the whole di- prescription, yeah, post punk podge, uh, fucking Gavin, Hazy Hayes, fucking all the boys, the same D absolute heads as well. Manky, just that Limerick is absolutely popping. And shout out, lads, I might be making beats for them. Maybe. Ooh, is that a scoop? Might be a scoop. We have we actually have a few scoops that we can't talk about. We're in. We're making beats for a lot of actually uh, very well regarded Irish musicians, and uh, yeah, uh, they'll be coming soon. Excellent. I shouldn't. Have said that. Where on social <laughs> media? Where on social media can we hear about this news as it's happening? News. Oh, news. Yeah. Uh, probably Irish Independent. Ah, no. Uh, Twitter. Happy and friends. Instagram. Happy and unhappy. Facebook. Happy alone. Full stop. Uh, full stop. Snapchat. We don't have a Snapchat. That's dead. Uh, you can also. Oh my. Snapchat you can find is us. dead. Uh, you can find us as well. Uh, stories has killed it, really, news. hasn't it? Stories killed it. Instagram stories taken over, man. Mm. It's like what the hell? Like, like Instagram is like the be all end all. People want visual content. They don't want stupid words. No one cares about words. People care about image and smoke and mirrors and buying into fake lives that don't really matter. But um, that's just the harsh reality of this world. That's all for this week's episode of Red on Red, Cork's new music podcast from redfm.ie. Thank you very much to Baxter the Robot and Slee from Happy Alone for stopping in with us this evening. Uh, thanks, Mike, as well, for all the support you've given us. Uh, we really appreciate it. It actually means a lot. Boys, that's you. what we're here for. Thanks, Mike. Ultimately. We're all a community. Thank you very much for listening. And if you like what you're hearing, please take the time to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. It's and so good. And now Google Podcasts, as well as other online platforms. Please share this on your social media and make sure to check out the artist featured online or at an upcoming gig. And if you'd like more Irish tunes, please be sure to listen in to Green on Red on Sunday nights with Alan O'Donovan. For the best of all that is Irish on Cork's Red FM, 104 to 106. Lads, you're playing us off with your newest single. We've been referring to it up and down the show. We may as well finally give people a listen to some of your tunes. This is Haunted. Maybe take us into the writing of the tune a little bit and just the process behind it. Uh, Well started off one day it was like boom, boom 
And then I was just noodling on the bass. And Stephen came in noodling on the bass in the bridge. And then I was like noodling on a guitar. And then Paddy came in with noodling on a big synth. And then we just put it all together. And I was like, I'm on hand. And I was like, blah, blah, blah. And then like came out. And I was like, whoa, what the hell is this? And we were just like, whoa, what the hell is this? And I was like, whoa, there's like so many elements. There's actually all the snares are uh, actually cutaways from kicks by accident. And then pitched up. <laughs> and then all the trap snares came in. Trap snares came in. Four to the floor kick. Trap high hats. Uh, happy accidents uh, happy happy accidents that uh, create happy alone this is happy alone with haunted this has been red on red and we'll yeah, talk to you next week good <clears throat> yurt the coffee picked the wrong time to kick in like yeah